Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Lieber. Welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. The weather is turning. We're crawling out of seasonal depression. And yet something has still got to be wrong with you for showing up here every week. And speaking of, a person for whom I question his sanity constantly, my co-host, James Breakwell. And James, man, how are you doing today? I am spectacular. We do this every week of the year. So this is not seasonal depression. This is year-round depression. <laughs> I had a lot of time to cook up that intro because James this week, considering all of my past transgressions, Breakwell is the one that put us off this time. Today was really not a good day to record for me, but every other day this week was actually somehow worse. So that is that is how we got to where we are now. For two people who produce so little of value for society, Steve, we sure are for quite so busy people, and it's yeah. honestly kind of perplexing. Yeah, we, we give so little to so few. <laughs> we do. We can't. We can't even fit this in to waste a few other people's time. It's it's kind of remarkable, but well, thank God nobody pays attention. What were you about to say? I, no, I, I, I was gonna. Go, I was gonna go with a different segue, but I was stepping on your toes because you've clearly got somewhere you want to go. So I will let you lead this dance of doom. And where were you off to? <laughs> dance of doom. That should have been the name of the podcast, James. Oh, man, missed opportunity. Is it too late to go back 200 episodes and start over? You know, if we only went back 200 episodes, we'd still be so deep into this quagmire. It wouldn't even be worth it. Yeah. But uh, no, our production meeting literally today consisted of uh, James answered the phone when I called. And I don't even know if you said hello. You just <laughs> said, all right, you ready to go? <laughs> we, like, uh... Okay. We are on a roll. We are on a uh, a ticking timer here before my kids burst through that door. And I think we can squeeze both podcasts in before it happens, but I don't know that for sure. So I guess we're just going to see what happens. Oh, all right. Well, I don't know if you have anything on your mind this week, James, but something spectacular happened at the ranch this week. Oh, well... I don't know if you mean actually spectacular or spectacular yes! for those of us rooting against you, but please what? do tell. Who would do that? That doesn't make any sense. That isn't the good people that we know Judy P to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're, you're killing me with suspense here. What happened on the ranch? So, um, Mrs. Steve, I'm going to distance myself from any credit for this, but she got the toilet. I told you the toilet's already working. She fixed the shower. It is now working. What? It is not leaking. It is cemented into place. Like you turn the faucet and hot water comes out. It is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, James. Wait, wait, wait. So this is the shower in the small cabin or the big cabin? Yes. No, no, in small, small cabin. cabin. Big cabins always work. The yeah. small cabin has a working shower. Would you say the toilet now works as well? I, I I can't remember if I reported on that when it you happened, did not. but yes, yes. So the the plumbing, all of the plumbing, well, that's hooked up. There's a dishwasher that and a kitchen sink that will eventually need to get hooked up. I can only assume 
positive results in hooking those up. But everything needed to actually live in the place is in place right now. It has electricity and it has functional toilet and shower. Wait, when did you get electricity? We've always had electricity. I told you the, I the thought story it, of the extra number one wire. I thought it lost it. I guess it only lost water. I just assumed it lost everything. I seem to recall it losing heat at some point. Yeah, well, that's going to have to get worked out sometime okay. in the future, but it, it so, doesn't have climate control. Okay. Okay. You act like this is fully <laughs> operational, but in reality, if you sleep out there, you will still freeze to death. So we're, we're still there. Yeah. <laughs> you can shower and you can poop. What more do you need, James? Okay, I don't know how to ask this delicately, but have you actually stress-tested the toilet? Not uh. that I am aware of. <laughs> I haven't even peed in it. So it works but as I long have as flushed it several yeah, times. It works as long as nobody uses it. It's an ornamental toilet. That's good to know. Well, Jim, you don't throw a small baby down the toilet. Come on, people have a certain dignity when they poop, don't they? So at what point are you going to stop warning guests, use the toilet at your own risk? <laughs> well, until I, you know, I don't even want to muddy the water with guests. Why put that initial stress on them? I'm going to leave it so that if something goes wrong, they will carry the guilt and the shame of knowing that they screwed it up. And so if we need a $6,000 new septic tank, they'll feel compelled to pay for it. I like the way you fix things. It's like, as long as no one uses this, we can assume it's working. It's Schrodinger's functionality. It's just, if you don't actually poop in the toilet, it both works and doesn't work. So we'll just never really know Ooh. until the first time somebody forgets or you have a worker or somebody else, maybe a coyote goes in there and uses it and flushes yeah. that toilet and it all backs can... up and the shower explodes and then you're back to square one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But then it'll be their fault. You understand? So let's, uh, let's go take this one by one. So how did Mrs. Steve fix the toilet? Uh, she, <laughs> she pulled the toilet off. Okay. Like, uh, I didn't even know they bolted to the floor, James, but I guess, you know, looking back, it makes sense. And uh, there is a wax ring that mm -hmm. is like a, uh, like a gasket that seals the toilet and the floor. Yes. That wax ring, whenever somebody installed the toilet, they put too small of a wax ring on it, and the wax ring ended up crimping over time. Just people sitting and getting up, sitting, it crimped the thing. And so that crimp ended up catching a bunch of fravis going through and right. ultimately clogging the toilet. Now, what Mrs. Steve had done in the past was run a snake down there, but kept coming back empty-handed because the crimp in the toilet still allowed a big enough opening for the snake head to go through, leading her falsely to believe there was no clog, but it wasn't big enough for anything to go through uh, all at once. So the toilet would slowly drain through the course of the day, but you still couldn't really use it. So toilet off, pulled that wax ring, put a new one on, reinstalled the toilet, bolted it to the floor, and now it works. Okay, I, I need to go back. I, I need to go back here for a minute. What was the word you used for things getting caught on the crimp? <laughs> I don't pay attention to what I say. say. Why do you I, think I remember? Travis? Is that what you said? The oh, Travis? Travis. F-R-F-F-F-R-A-V-I-S. Travis, you know. Travis. Like I, uh, Mung. Yeah. I is that just yeah. a general term for for garbage or is that like yeah. poop specific? No, 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 not poop specific. It's like uh like uh 
Travis can also be sort of um, not particulate necessarily, but something that comes in a number of pieces. So if you have Lego all over the floor, it's Fravis. It's not at the atomic level, but it's also chunks and things and stuff. I have used a few words in my day. I've written six mm -hmm. books, a 400,000-word mm -hmm. blog. I write a 2,000 mm -hmm. or 3,000-word newsletter every week. Mm -hmm. And in all my journeys through the English language, mm -hmm. I have never, not one time, encountered the word Fravis in either written or spoken form. I uh, just got off the phone with my current rock star that I'm working with, and I have Google open right now. You have, you've, you've created some dissonance in me. Travis <laughs> is in the, oh, oh. Uh -oh. Huh. <laughs> oh yeah there are, okay so when i'm just going to uh, i'm going to work this back so when i, I typed in fravis f-r-v-i-s and a i get a v-i-s yeah yeah f f r okay anyway the the results the top results first of all it says there's 13 million results it says did you mean travis then it goes down yes. fravis name meeting from ancestry.com i'm looking at the same google you are fravis yeah. urban dictionary let me see what fravis urban look, look dictionary at the says urban dictionary by the way <laughs> fravis uh, celebos jesus or jesus caballos caballos means uh, horses in spanish Man, so I... Jesus horses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's the the closest thing to a dictionary. Okay, this is like an, an urban dictionary. You vote for it because it's all just made up words. And you can get an upvote or a downvote. And if a word is real, it'll get a few thousand votes. If it's something people actually use. So Fravis, <laughs> this definition from 2010, has one upvote and one downvote. So oh, in wow. 12 wow. years, two people have looked at this definition. One said it's crap. One said it's valid. And the definition they give here is specifically in the Florida Everglades, Travis is the red mangrove leaf that sticks to the bu uh, the bow the bow of the limo limole at wat at the waterline and does an annoying flip 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 ad infinium and drives paddlers nuts until removed by the kind of noble bow paddler. I so, don't even know what that means. I, I'm yeah. looking at it. I don't know what it means. Yeah. So they used the, they literally said flip, flip, flip in the definition. So it sounds highly professional. Uh, so it sounds like <laughs> some guy kayaking in the Everglades made up a name for a leaf and he chose Fravis. You also chose to use Fravis in a sentence today and you lied to me and to our listener and what? by implying that this is a real word. I don't know what Mrs. Steve dug out of that toilet, but it was not Fravis. It was Fravis. First of all, there are now two downvotes on that Urban Dictionary entry. You know what? Make it three. <laughs> if you are, we're, we're going to start. We're going to start a uh, a campaign for the first time. The wrong and wronger audience is going to make a difference in the world. I want you, dear listener, singular, to type in Fravis to Google. Go to Urban Dictionary, and I want you to downvote the definition is on there. And this is gonna this is gonna show us our real world impact. So well, there's three downvotes now. Let's come back here a week from now and see how many downvotes are on Fravis. I'm guessing five. I bet we can get two people to downvote that thing. <laughs> Your uh, downvote just popped up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, prepare and brace yourself for disappointment, James. It, it'll go to four by next oh, week for sure. Man, I don't know. Now, now I've really laid my uh, my credibility on the line here. Boy, Ooh. this is this is like a referendum on our entire podcast. Now I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> Your soul is laid bare.
But here, uh, I guess, uh, maybe we could take a step further. I think that somebody should write a new definition for Fravis on Urban Dictionary. And then we should can vote for that. that. Yes, you can just make it up. So you've clearly made up a word. That word is I trash. Did. It is a trash How word used you? by a trash person. And you might as well put it on there. Because honestly, your terrible definition cannot be any worse than the flip, flip, flip leaf in the oh Florida my Everglades. God, nothing is worse than that definition, first of all. Second of all, I would like to know if any of our listener has ever heard and or used the word Fravis, because I am guessing there are more people than me. I couldn't just make this up. I use this word conversationally. No one has ever taken themselves aback and said, why, Steve, which is a funny thing to say, especially in this day and age. They go all Elizabethan on me. <laughs> I have never heard such a word as Fravis. No, they can tell in context and they probably secretly have used that word and or adored it from afar themselves. I want in the comments section of the YouTube video, people can leave comments. Somebody did notice that I read them, Mark Bunkenbein, or I don't remember exactly his name, but he said, now that I know that you guys read these, and I do read them. So I would like people to chime in and regale us with stories of your former usage of the word Fravis. <laughs> so you're just out there at like sophisticated dinner parties, and you'll just work Fravis into the, into the conversation. And because nobody has ever audibly gasped, you're like, well, clearly they know what I mean. They, they know what I'm talking about. I just, oh, Martha, the temerity of that man. Yes. I'm just dumbfounded. Even when I use a word wrong, when I Google it, there will be at least somebody else who's used the word wrong in the same way. And it might even say, hey, you're an idiot. Don't use the word this way. Use it the correct way. But this way, there's just no results. There's just nothing. You God. know how, how bad and non-existent something has to be to not show up on Google anywhere? This, it, it went and it went and it searched through the entirety of the English language on the internet and came back with zero results. Zero. You are an accidental word pioneer simply because you don't know how the language works. And the fact that you you were so shocked that I didn't agree that this is a real word is honestly intriguing to me. Like, please, describe to me some other situations where you've used the word Fravis. I am nothing if not steadfast in my belief system. So would you, like, would you say... Um, have you passed this word on to your son? If you were to say yes! Fravis in front of it, he, he says Fravis. Yes. In fact, my best friend in the world and I use this all the time with each other. What? Like, I assumed it was in the vernacular. What are you talking about with your friend? Are you guys just like out there dumpster diving? Got to go get in the Fravis today, see if we can find some gold. Uh, I just See, there are, there are certain quips. Now, he and I have known each other since we were kids, so we, we sort of have our own language. There are parts of our language that we know we made up. For okay. example, the Milwaukee Brewers used to have an outfielder named Steve Kiefer. And he had he amazed us as like teenage boys that he could swing and miss at a pitch and spit at the same time. <laughs> so whenever we would loogie, we would call it a kefir. That we made up. I understand that. But Fravis has been around and circulating forever. It's just it's a part of the zeitgeist, James. Come on. So, you, according to you, you're going to say that you have a friend who will vouch for the existence of your word, 100%. and your son, who you have brainwashed, will Mrs. What? Steve <laughs> vouch for this word? Mrs. Steve will. I am positive. 
I can't so, think of an example off the top of my head, but I can't imagine that it has never come when, up that she has used the word Travis. When she went in there in, to, to go down to this wax ring and pull out the detritus that was below it, did she come <laughs> into you with a fistful of, of it and say, hey, Steve, look at this Travis? <laughs> no, what she did do was send a picture of what she pulled out of the drain and said something bad about our son who had flushed it down the drain. Was it was it poop or was it something else? No, it was well, it was uh, nothing embarrassing. It was uh, Q-tips to dry your ears after a shower. She specifically <laughs> told him not to throw Q-tips into the septic tank, and he did anyway. And Who? that I think started the cascade of Who? stuff getting caught up behind it. What is going on at your house? Who flushes Q-tips? Like I've heard of people flushing like wet wipes, which you're not supposed to do. They say they're flushable, but golf balls are flushable too. You're just not supposed to do it. But Q-tips? <laughs> it uh, would never cars. in yeah. a million years cross my mind of, hey, let me toss this Q-tip in there. That's just a, such a random garbage item. I would, I would put that in the same category of, gee, here's the dinner leftovers. Better put them down the toilet. Like who does this? <laughs> I don't know what kind of monster he was emulating when he did it. I don't think I've ever, I don't believe I've ever used a Q-tip, to be honest with you. So I don't know, but I'm guessing I would toss it in the garbage can. Uh, maybe he wanted to hide his shame. I have no idea. I, uh... I have a terrible story I'm going to tell now, and I'm oh, going to well, like I'm going to concede different. the moral high ground to you because right now I'm riding I'm riding pretty high. The fact that you don't know how words work and that you were convinced <laughs> this thing is real, and you've raised a son who says Fravis and flushes Q-tips, but now I'm going to just I'm going to just lower myself because that's what I do as a comedy writer. Whatever. I mean, I'm only sure. embarrassing myself in front of one, possibly two people who are going to downvote Fravis. So we'll just throw it out there. So. For a long time now, there's been this like campaign, like you know, Q-tips exist, and they obviously only exist to clean out your ears. Like you yeah. could use them for other things, but that's clearly a secondary use. They exist yeah. for ear cleaning, and yeah. doctors and experts are always like, "Don't put anything in your ears smaller than your elbow. Like, don't use Q-tips for the one thing Q-tips are used for." So, I, being one who wants to take care of his health, stopped using Q-tips. Okay. So, uh, flash forward a oh, while, God. and all of Where a sudden, are we going with this? I, um, oh, no. I, I started having trouble hearing. Oh, like, one no. of my ears sounded like it was underwater. Oh, and sometimes I thought no. there was water stuck in there, because it, st it started one time after I got a little bit of water from the shower in there, and sometimes I'd move my jaw just right, and it would clear up, and I could hear, and then I'd move oh, again, and it, it just, it, would, it, would, it was like it was muffled, and it was driving me crazy. I was like, I was muffled on one side of my head. I thought I was going to have to go to an expert. I had something seriously wrong with my ear. And before I made the doctor's appointment, my wife said, let me look in there for you, because for some reason, she's just into gross things, which might explain why she married me. And she mm -hmm. looked in there and it was just a big chunk of earwax that had come loose oh, and she pulled it out oh, and i could God. hear perfectly <laughs> it completely cured the problem i did not need to go to a doctor and at that point i realized i could just never trust medical experts again they put me in this position steve i listened to them and i shouldn't have they abused my trust like you abused my trust when you threw out fravis First of all, if you would have not used Q-tips in the first place, you wouldn't have been able to listen to them. <laughs> okay, fair point. <laughs> but you know when you always stop me and say, I have so many questions. Okay, yes, please, go ahead. James, I have so many questions. Okay. 
So how long did it take after you stopped cleaning your ears for the earwax to build a plug the size that could stop up your hearing? I don't, you know, I just don't use Q-tips at all. I still, ha I still haven't started using them again. Just every once in a while, I'll tell my wife to look in there. But, <laughs> yes, she's a very lucky woman. Anyway, <laughs> I, I think, I think, line up, ladies. Yeah. I think. I had trouble hearing for a couple weeks, and it was really weird because sometimes I could hear perfectly and sometimes I couldn't. But I would say probably two weeks I had issues with this, and it was just this one rogue piece of earwax that caused the problem. Mm -hmm. mm. Now, you said, and your verb was very nondescript, she pulled it out of there. What does one use to pull a chunk of earwax out of a loved one's ear? James? I believe it was tweezers. And for the record... She does not just do this for me because I actually do not trust this woman at all. Uh, <laughs> so I don't want her anywhere near my ears. But yeah. she had gone down the line and checked mm. all of our kids' ears. She's one of those people, like, there's an entire show, that pimple popper show, where yeah. they just pop cysts and stuff. Like, she loves doing that. And she gets oh. in there and she, she cleans out the kids' ears every once in a while. Oddly oh. enough, here's another completely unrelated tangent that's going to be both fascinating and horrifying. Like Carbuncle on your ass or anything. Do you? It? Okay. Oh, so the, the, I have this thing, and I know it, and one of my kids does it too. So it's not just me, and I Googled it one day. It is a thing. Oh my God, James. <laughs> just settle down. It's not that bad. When I clean out my ears with Q tips, maybe this is one of the reasons I stop using them, I cough. Cleaning out my ears with a Q tip makes me cough. It is a what? weird, like, defensive reaction. I start coughing if I get in there too far into my ears. And my oldest daughter, when you clean out her ears, she does the same thing. Does it and tickle your throat? I don't know. It's You would think those two parts of the body are completely unrelated. It's like a homeopathic medicine kind of thing. Like, you know, in chiropractic, they're always like, you'd, you know, if you've got elbow problem, it's really related to this other part of the body. And I always thought that stuff was garbage. Uh, but then with, with my ears, if you get a Q-tip too far in my ear, I start coughing. And I'm not going to Google it right this moment. I've Googled it before, and it is apparently a thing for some people. I don't think it's well, common, but I will say this for the record. There are more results for people coughing when they stick a Q-tip in their ear than there are for Fravis. Oh, correct way to bring that one home. Yeah. <laughs> if you shove a finger in your belly button, does your tongue stick out? Does not. This is this is a thing, and it's just for this this just for this one part of my body. Just done. for a Q-tip going in the ear. Well, listen, there are doctors called an ENT, ear, nose, and throat, so yes. obviously they're all connected. I mean, you'd think. I mean, it's all, you know, the brain's right there. They've all got nerves going in. There's got to be some kind of connection in there. And, uh, you know, you got to think, and eventually... Seven, eight billion humans on the world. Somebody, somebody's going to get their wires, wiring screwy. And why, why not me? Why? Hmm. If, of all the things to be wrong with somebody, I think that's a pretty minor one. I can live with that. Except when I forego the Q-tips because I don't want to cough and the experts say not to. And then I can't hear for two weeks. That's, that's the one downside. But had I left that earwax in there, again, I wouldn't have to sit here listening to you make up words every week. So there's good <laughs> and bad to go with this. Now, the chunk of earwax that came out was trophy-sized, based on your description. Did you save it, put it in a shadow box, maybe, James? Obviously not. It's uh, It went in the trash like everything goes in the trash. We are not a sentimental people here. I've heard some people save baby teeth. <laughs> Let me tell you something. 
Those suckers, <laughs> when the tooth fairy comes, they go straight in the garbage. Actually, uh, I'm going to talk about disillusioned children here. My kids figured out that there was no tooth fairy, and so now they lose their teeth, and they just go to my, my dresser and just get 50 cents. They just go help themselves and then throw away their own teeth. The magic is gone, but they still want the money. But they still profit. Yes. I mean, if you're going to, I mean, you got what, 32 teeth, something like that? That's 16 bucks. I mean, it's not going to pay for braces, but hey, it's something. You know what's funny? Ah, we're almost out of time. But oh. the whole tooth fairy thing, my wife did most of that, mostly because I was on the road through my kid's childhood. But the few times that I went with her uh, doing that recon mission to see if the kid was asleep, like, uh, getting your hand under the pillow and pulling it out is no small feat. And I, I can't for the life of me figure out how my parents were able to pull it off for all of us kids because it seemed a little dicey when I was trying to do it with my own kids. So I, you've worked out the perfect system, James, where if I could just write a check and have all of that go away, which is ostensibly what you're doing, just you leave the stack of quarters on your dresser, mm -hmm. And the kids come in and just stick the tooth under the credenza so you'll find it in your bare feet later and then take 50 cents. That's the perfect world. So actually, I had, a, I had to have a series of lies to keep the tooth fairy alive for as long as I did. And so first of all, we had to put the tooth on the dresser by the door, not under the pillow, because I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get it out without them waking up. And anything that takes more than one attempt isn't worth doing. Uh, but then we, had, we ended up somehow, at some point, I told, you know, it's fun to lie to children. I told them a lie, and they remembered it for a very long time. And uh, if you go check out my other YouTube channel, just search for James Breakwell Tooth Fairy, and it should pop up. I have an interview where I talk to my kids about what the tooth fairy is like and to explain oh. how the tooth fairy got into the room there was a lie that just kept getting bigger and bigger because they're on the second <laughs> floor so i convinced them the tooth fairy was a giraffe that could stick its head through the window but then they oh pointed out that the windows closed most of the year so then there was a oh. second tooth fairy that went was tiny and went through the vents and for some reason i think it was missing an ear because the giraffe bit it off i mean it was it was very elaborate and very wow. involved and i'm kind of sad the they, yeah. they learned to cash in and they no longer have the tooth fairy to feed you know, it's, the world is a slightly safer place for them now, and that's disappointing. Well, the world is going to be a safer place for our viewer and listener also, because we're going to get out of here. And thank God for that. It couldn't have happened soon enough. If you want to leave a quarter under my pillow, please, by all means, stick it in the mail. My address is available online. Until we meet again, don't send it to Breakwell. He'll just lie to his kids about it. And uh, also tell us to lie. No, Daddy doesn't really drink to put up with you guys. But until we meet again, this is Steve Lee. It was Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Careful what you shove into your ears because at some point your spouse is going to have to dig it out. And remember, as always, two wrongs can make a right.